Like, man, you could just throw somebody down the freaking hill and yeah. nobody would find them. Uh, my uh, my grandpa, so watermelon's a big thing there. And that's where you, a lot of, some of the best watermelon you'll get is in Cave City, Arkansas. And they, Ari, um, they used to be such a big business down there that if you were caught in somebody's watermelon patch, they would shoot you and bury you out on the patch somewhere. <laughs> Allegedly, this Alleged, is what my grandpa. Alleg- this is what my grandfather would say would happen, like you know, 50, 60 years ago. Allegedly, yeah. Anyways, welcome to Hoosier Nerds Podcast with your host, the two Chris's. It's a it's a Chris episode it's for now. A Chris episode. Tim, we said eight o'clock, and Tim said he needed fifteen minutes, and here we are. We're just going to start without him, and he can join whenever he wants to join. He'll call us, or we'll call him eventually. <laughs> You have to keep it on the group chat. I'll give him a call since I got. Yeah, his I'll keep. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on the group chat. I just wanted to get it started because there was a storm rolling in and a lot of lightning. So yeah. So I didn't want to be interrupted by tornado sirens or something. Which it's just a severe weather threat. Nothing more than that. So I didn't even get a push for a weather threat. You did. Yeah. I did. It was. I have that. Uh, it's called my radar. Um, I've got um, the weather channel. Also, I am drinking Old Ezra Bourbon, 117 proof. It's pretty good. I'm already feeling it. This is my second glass. Well, no wonder I'd be on the floor. <laughs> I like my bourbon. I got a whole bourbon collection in there. Got Blanton's. I got Angel's Envy. I have uh, a bottle of Booker's, which I haven't opened yet, because that is for my wedding. That's what I'll drink on my wedding day. I get is my idea, at least, um, because it was a. $110 bottle. If I had that, that bottle would never be opened. Well, it was for a special occasion. <laughs> remember, remember the one wedding we were a part of, and I brought that really nice bourbon for us all to drink? Yes. And you and I were the only ones that drank it? Yes. I was really mad about that. I'm sure you were. Because I had to drink his and his. I'm sure you were. Because that was some good bourbon. And they, one of them barely even sipped it, and the other one smelled it. You don't smell it. You should smell your bourbon. <laughs> bourbon smells good, but you smell it. So it doesn't smell good to me. Blah, 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 blah. Go get him a juice box. Right. He like <laughs> he, he gets drunk off. He got drunk off of like two Smirnoff uh, ices. I love Smirnoff ice. Dude, cheerleader beer is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I like Smirnoff ice. It's like seven up. When I was in college, I got made fun of because I liked Smirnoff ice. And in college, you know, you're supposed to, guys are supposed to do shots of vodka or whiskey or rum. Right. And girls are supposed to drink that shit. Why? I like the I love the flavor of it. It's good. I'll drink it all day long. I don't even care. Why should I wince every time I take a sip or, you know, take a shot and get sick when I can, you know, enjoy my drink? I did that on Thanksgiving night one night, drank a bunch of Smirnoff ice. The one problem with Smirnoff ice or, you know, Mike's Hard Lemonade or any of that fruity, sugary stuff. Get a headache really bad. You, I don't. I do. But it hits me pretty hard really fast. So that was some thunder. Well, yeah, just lightning. Yeah, but it was a boom. Dude, it went through. You should have seen the storm I went through when I was down in Arkansas. Holy oh, what happened? Crap! It was blowing in sideways, and I almost went downtown. <laughs> I drove through the downtown Eureka Springs area. Right? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'll get some dinner and 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 do this. And I drove through there, and I'm like. No, I'm just going to go get something on the outskirts of town. So I did that, and then I went back to my hotel, and then it let loose. 
I am so glad I did not go down there. I saw some of the photos you posted from Eureka Springs. It's beautiful. Yeah. I've been there once, and I was like 10 or 11, I think. It's like a nine-hour drive. Yeah. From here. It's nothing. You can drive in a day. When you go to Arkansas, you don't... Arkansas is a drive-through state. No one thinks of Arkansas, but it's a beautiful, beautiful state. state. Oh my God! Yeah. So I went there. I went to your. I had personal reasons to go to that area. So, um, but so I stayed in Eureka Springs, and then I kind of drove around. I went to this battlefield, Pea Ridge. Yeah. Which actually was one of the most important battles of the Civil War that nobody talks about. No one talks about the West Western Theater of the Civil War. It's always Gettysburg, Manassas. Maybe Cold Harbor, Shiloh, um, places like that. Um, yeah. But they never talked P Ridge, and what it, P, what the importance of P Ridge was, had the Union, and, and the, the Union general said there, we're not, we we have to win this. This can't be another Manassas. Had the Union army lost, Missouri would have become a Confederate state. Yeah, and that's the whole Western uh, exactly, theater. and it was already split anyway. Missouri was split anyway, kind of like Missouri, no, Kansas. Kansas, Kansas was like one of the big powder kegs right at the beginning. Yes, exactly. Because and they had they had a mini civil war there about a decade before well, the this is real this, civil war. Right. Well, I mean, Missouri was a powder keg because you had yeah. the you know you had people split in Missouri either way. What was the parallel twenty thirty? Where below a certain line could be slave states, and above a certain the line, the Mason Dixon line. Yeah. Was that what it was called? I know it. Shit, I'm the history guy. You're thinking 38th parallel. That's Vietnam. No, but there's another parallel. There's something with America and parallels we like to make lines with. But this art. So <laughs> this 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 general for he was from Texas, right? He wouldn't wear the 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 he wouldn't wear the gray outfit, right? The gray. He wore black. Yeah. So while his soldiers are coming out of these woods to attack. They see him there in his black uniform, and they just popped him off. Was this the Confederate general? Yeah, it was a Confederate general. <laughs> they just popped him off right there because he was so obvious. He stood yeah. out like, a, like, well, he must be important. So bang! So they knocked, they killed him. And they had at one point in the battle, the Union line shoulder to shoulder was a mile wide. Really? Yes. How many men would that have been? It was. I mean, and then you could see the whole like you go on this. Overlook, and you can overlook the battlefield area. What was it called? Battle of P Ridge. Battle of P Ridge, and um, the way they attacked on, on one day, it was like a two-day battle. On one day of the battles, they had a uh, a union. I think he, he might have been German, but he was a union soldier. He's uh, a union general, mm-hmm. and when he told them to attack the guns, the, the Confederate guns, he said, "Take the guns out one by one." Which means take the you know take just shell this gun until it's done, yeah. then move to the next one. That's the first time that strategy was ever used in war. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I learned this in one of my uh, world history classes, and I wrote a pretty nice paper about it. If I do say so myself, yeah. <laughs> pat myself on the back right there. Um, the American Civil War is really a test ground. For a lot of new technology, because they had a new uh, mini mini ball, which was the projectile, new projectile. Yes, which wasn't just a ball; it, it wasn't was the ball. It was an actual bullet, right? And rifling. Right. That, that's why casualty numbers are so damn high because they were still using line tactics when they should have been using more fire maneuver tactics. Right. Because you know they they grew up learning about the uh, you know the Napoleonic War the Revol- yeah the Revolutionary War where they would just come yeah. towards each other and fight and shoot which but is the most ridiculous the, way to fight the weapons of the time outpaced the tactics 
Yes. Because the guns are so accurate. Because the reason they, the line battles are so important back then was because guns are so inaccurate. Me to the kit, me to the kitchen over there, fifty feet. The gun's inaccurate. Exactly. Now, when you have fifty people lined up shooting at the, you know, fifty feet away, you're going to hit something. You're going to hit something, right? But the guns are so accurate, and then they started getting, you know, lever action guns. Yeah. Uh, they started getting the first machine gun. Not really a machine gun, but you know, it was the, a machine the gun. The Gatling gun. The Gatling gun was in the war. Right. And where was I even going with this? I don't even remember. But oh yeah, I was, the technology that, so that was part of the Civil War. The germ, the Prussia. It was Prussia at the time, the Prussian mm-hmm. Empire in Europe. A lot of European powers had advisors and people to come over and watch the war because right. you're not in the war. Let's go see what they're doing and figure out something. The one thing that really revolutionized that not a lot of people think about was the Union's use of railroads. Because a lot of battle tactics and a lot of battle planning was planned with the Union around the railroad. Because how else are you going to bring you know troops from New York all the way to Arkansas? Right, this is true. Tra- trained. So the Prussians took that, built up their uh, railroads. And the reason they, in the Prussian-Franco War... They defeated the French, the French army in wreck. The French army was the largest army at the time, right? But the Prussian army beat it within a few months because they got all their troops thanks to the railroad to well, the front. They, they also learned that if you take out the railroad, then supply supply lines are are done. Yeah, and that happened so much with when Sherman went through the South, he tore up the rail lines mm-hmm. from Atlanta. Because then you could well, you you capture Atlanta and you capture the rail lines there and you just tear up all the rail lines from yeah. there to the sea. There's no you can't get well, supplies anywhere. Tearing up the rail lines in Atlanta would be like tearing up the interstate in Indiana. Indiana has more interstate it's than any true. other state. You're right. So tearing up the interstate in Indiana would destroy the U.S. supply and you know economy. Yeah. No one really thinks about that. Speaking of Indiana, is I saw somewhere where they're going to start building. All interstates in the in Indiana are going to be three lanes eventually. Oh really? Which I think is a good idea. God, it's a nightmare. Just more traffic, more construction. More construction but. That's a pain. But so, but Pea Ridge, very important battle. Mm-hmm. It was a really neat battle. I went, I went there. So like, so you go there, and there was this area. There was a field hospital. Mm-hmm. There was there was a big battle in this area, and there was a little town there called Lee Town. That <laughs> was strong. Sorry. So, Lee Town's not there anymore. There's nothing. It's just kind of like an open field. But they yeah. used it as a hospital area. And you can walk back there. And I walked back there. And I'm coming back. And, you know, me being the ghost guy, I was like, anybody here with me? Just because I was by myself. Boom, I got goosebumps like that. <laughs> then I'm out on the battlefield. Yeah. Did yeah. you take a tour or did you just kind of go off by yourself? No. Well, you can't. The, the visitor center was closed. Which COVID, that sucks. Or? Yeah. Well, yeah. So I couldn't even go in the bookstore because I would have bought a book. Yeah. But there was an army range. There was a ranger up on this peak where she and I asked her some questions and she was the one telling me about the mile wide. Yeah. And but I just followed the battlefield around and you could follow on your phone and they have videos That's of each cool. stop. Did they have a like QR code you could scan? Yeah. Well, yeah. It was a QR code you got at the beginning and you could just flip to the next stop. Okay. But I just read the plaques. Well, as a, someone who worked in a museum. Knowing the work that goes into a simple plaque, I read every plaque I see. I read it, but I read every plaque. And then, so I was out in the middle of the battlefield where they were just, just slaughtering people left and right. Mm-hmm. And I asked again, I'm like, is there anybody out here? And I was like, I know there's somebody here and it's okay. Boom, goosebumps. Where's Zach Bagans? Exactly. 
and I had asked the, the the girl, she was this young girl, which, I mean, she was in her 20s and she was a ranger, you know, which that's odd to me. Not because, only because usually rangers are, are older. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't I've see. I've had a few job offers for rangers, you, but it's like. They don't, they're not, there's not a lot of young people that are, are rangers. They don't pay enough. That's why I never took the offer. So. Um, which I need to stop thinking about money and thinking about what I want. Exactly. And I was like, um, I said, do you ever, I said, do you ever get creeped out around here? She goes, no, not really. She says, I welcome it. I said, well, I was in Lee Town. She says, yeah. I said that. I said that area is very heavy over there. She says, yeah. She says, if you go over here to these woods right here, she said, it's 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 eerie over in them woods too. So <laughs> she knew that I was talking about. But it's a neat battlefield. It's a huge battle. It's the biggest. It was the largest battle, hand like combat, uh, farthest west. West of the Mississippi. Yeah. Well, it was the farthest. It was the largest battle in the west, basically. Okay. I mean, there were a lot of other small battles in there, yeah. but this was the biggest one. But um, very cool stuff. Have you been to uh, Gettysburg? I've been to Gettysburg. I love Gettysburg. I want to go back. I haven't been in well, like 13 when I went. So. We, we, I went on an eighth grade field trip to Gettysburg, and it was our first. You almost need like three days at Gettysburg. Yeah, we didn't have enough time. It was like we spent like half the day there, but it wasn't enough time. We got rushed through everything. And then you got kids goofing off. And nothing, yeah. 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 <laughs> Me, of course, you know, the history buff at the time. I wanted more time. Sorry, I'm calling Tim. Right. Um, Hello. Hi. What's up, guys? Sorry, I was. I had some post-draft business to take care of. Made a few trades. Already? Sold my soul, you know. <laughs> I'm happy with my team. Well, one of them, one of them was in the, in the, um, the belt league, and I traded... My first round pick from Miles Sanders and a third round pick. Now the problem is I have Zeke and Miles Sanders in all three of my leagues. Uh-oh. So let's just hope that they both do good. We've just been talking about uh, the Civil War. My Civil War? Well, my, my, I'm going on a trip. Are we talking about the Civil War or like from Futurama, the Civil War? No. The, the Civil s- War was pretty dangerous. Uh, <laughs> no. The American Civil War. I went on a trip and I went to this Civil War battlefield. So we were talking about that. So. No, but as I was saying before, I had to call Tim. Um, I when we went to Gettysburg, you can still see bullet holes in the buildings. Yeah, because it's like illegal to patch that up now because yeah. it's a historic site. You could do that out west. Like if you go to the old bars, like mm-hmm. if you, if there's certain like you go to old country towns out west and they have like. You know, they moved a bar from wherever to yeah. this area, and there'll be bullet holes in the mm-hmm. in the doors or in the walls, and that stuff's kind of cool. But anyways, but yeah, Missouri and in Arkansas are very underrated. It's beautiful. The Ozarks are beautiful, but don't be going in people's property that you don't need to be going down because you probably get shot. Yeah, and no one will know you got shot. That's right. Yeah, they ain't gonna care. They'll just burn your car and. You know, they just think it's a bonfire, like, you know. Put, yeah. you, put you in the swamp. Well, in a swamp, but they put a bury on a mountaintop somewhere. That oh, yeah. Barrel, 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 barrel. But I went out there, and I met my, my buddy's widow, right? That's why I went out there, because my buddy passed away, and I went to his memorial service. And I went to Blue Eye. Blue Eye, Missouri. Never heard of it. Population, like, 39, I think is what it says. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. And here's the thing about blue eye. So, like, blue eye is in the middle, right? So, 
you got blue eye in the middle, and then you got the welcome to Arkansas sign on one side of the of the of the square area, which is like a park. Mm-hmm. And the other side it says welcome to Missouri. So blue eye is kind of like a dead zone, I in my opinion. So I went to my buddy's memorial, and I'm driving around looking for it, and I see this little table set up outside this house that looks as old as Arkansas. And I was like, no, this can't be where this is at, right? And you see all these. I mean, it's a rough crowd. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there I am in my, my little white car, and I dress, look, you know, I look nice. And, it's like a biker uh, funeral. It almost it was. It was like a bike, you know. I mean, it was just rough, backwoodsy people. And, I, you know, I got out, and I started talking to him, and, what nice people! They're extremely hospitable. Mm-hmm. They're very, you know. And my buddy's so wife, you could, my buddy's wife, you could tell, like, she's what? like, "Oh, you have cold air conditioner in your car." I'm like, "Okay, now I know she doesn't have a car with air conditioner because I have cold AC in my car." But um, I met these people, and what nice people! All of them were very nice. You know, mm-hmm. we had, you know, for for you know, they had a dinner spread, which was lunch meat and potato chips, and pop. And that's what they do. And I mean, you you can't, you can't, you really honestly, and I felt bad after the fact because here I am, you're judging people based on what you see. Yeah. You, Don't you, judge a book by its cover. No, and you know, I'm, I'm already like, I'm not going to like this. And you know... How do you not like people that you don't know? Mm-hmm. You don't know their story. You don't know their background. And you can't you can't be that way. You can't walk around with a chip on your shoulder. You've just you've gotta you gotta give everybody a chance before you know you gotta know their story. But what nice people. So I kinda felt bad that I kinda prejudged them based on the Beverly Hillbillies look. But <laughs> they were really nice people and I'm glad I went and I had it. Nice vacation, kinda, sorta. And that's when I realized I don't. I've, I, I'm ready to go on a full blown vacation by myself. I'm, You're yeah. ready to go to Florida or to the Rockies or just out west. I'm just going out west. I will go out west, or I'll go up to and I'll just hit Civil War battlefield. I am comfortable, so comfortable because you know what? I have to get up in the morning and go. What do you want to eat for breakfast? What do you feel like? And you go. Oh, where do you want to go? Do you just want to sit in a hotel room and swim or go swimming? Go swim? Yeah, I don't do that. No, let's do something. You know, and I don't have to worry about, I can read every plaque at a Civil War battlefield and not get eye rolls or people. We <sighs> need to go to the Air Force Museum in Dayton. <laughs> because there was, I could have, I could have spent hours in there. And I'm not, you know, she, she's not a history nerd like me. Right. And I wanted to sit there and read every plaque. And I, she let me do it. She let, she like, if you want to read every flag, do it. Right, but you but get this feeling. Yeah, yeah. So I started reading. I started. I went back to my roots as a, you know, working in a museum. I was like, okay, I know which plaques are the most important ones, and I just read those. Because it said, and it said, it's funny because it says like, before you go out on the battlefield, you know, plan a thirty-minute trip through the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Now I was there for two hours. Thirty minutes is the basic. Uh, is you know the basic. Just let's go through and see. Just what Just go through there. and see what everything is. I mean, I got it. I was. I got out of my car. I took pictures. I, I looked at the. You know, I visualize. You know, like there's this area, and it's like this is where they camped pre before the battle started. This was a union. You know, picture a union camp, and I'm picturing. Just imagine a bunch of people sitting a there. A union camp. Yeah. You know, eating their hardtack. Yeah. Writing their loved ones. 
drinking some and, whiskey you know, they or use something. This, they use this road behind it, this open area, for to get their supplies up and down. I just visualized and pictured everything. So I was there for, you know, it was supposed to be 30 minutes, and I was there two hours. So, um, yeah, I don't – and uh, I, I ain't dumb. I'm not going to find nobody that's going to want to spend two hours at a – well, I mean, you will, but you know what I'm saying? But like you said, you know, you get that feeling of they're bored yeah. because I'm reading every single thing. But I've, I'm I'm such a sponge of wanting to know so much about history. We're sponges of useless, I don't say useless, but quote-unquote useless information. Yeah, I, I want to know. I want to, and I, it's funny because you say that because when I went down in uh, South Carolina back in February, mm-hmm. I would ask my friend Dana. She's like, and I ask her. She's like, you know, she's like, Chris, you're, you're, you know, she's like, well, I don't know why you're single. You're a nice guy. She's like, you ask so many questions. You're so, you want to know so much about things. You ask so many questions about this area because I was asking about old money. And, and he's know. like, knowledge is power. And it is power. No, nope. knowing is half the battle. <laughs> knowing is half. The, I really lived that whole GI Joe credo from when I was a kid that knowing is half the battle. Um. So, just because we don't really have a set topic for today, we're just kind of talking. T- Mikey watched the uh, the Shang Chi movie, and yeah, but with he uh-huh. he uh, he went to a, he's in a bowling league and he's bowling today. <laughs> well, it is Tuesday, not Monday. So yeah, um, it is Tuesday because why didn't we record yesterday? I forget because I don't think Tim was working. And then I did. Yeah, I got back about six thirty. You weren't. You could have done it, but you would have been pooped. I would have been tired. Yeah. And I didn't feel like doing it yesterday. So. so and that's fine. Yeah. So we're here. We are Tuesday night. Um, I I just want to have a fun. You know how we had those fun questions. I I want to ask you guys because we're talking about history. What is a time period? If you could go back, you know the language. You know, you go back to the Roman times. You know Latin. Or you go back to ancient China, you know, ancient Chinese or ancient Egyptian, whatever. If you could go to any time period with the knowledge you have now, what time period would you go to? Let's start with Tim. If Tim, hold on, any time in like someone else go. Any time period. Yeah. Any time period, ancient Rome. See, this is hard because I was thinking about this while I'm in Eureka Springs because it's like the stair town. Yeah. And I'm like. What jackwagon builds a city in the middle of a mountain where you got to build all these steps? And how do you get to it with a you know a horse buggy? And how rough are these roads? Aliens. Why would you want to live in this area in the 1800s? I mean, that's some rough terrain out there. Mm-hmm. So I have to take that into account that it's not you know interstates and um, you know. You still be a lack of a better word, an old fat guy. I doubt anybody. I think I don't think any of us would be fat because you don't have restaurants every quarter mile. Even the rich day. people would be fat. Yeah, but I wouldn't be rich. I'd be scrounging. I don't know. I've thought about this, and I would think. You know, I think it would Chris be, be hedonism, but <laughs> <laughs> I would say probably the early, like the nineteen twenties or thirties, because that was like a very revolutionary era for America. There was a lot of inventions made and, and progress you could go towards back to any time, and you would go back a hundred years. I don't, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back farther than that. I don't want to go back to the Civil War, where it, me shooting and skinning something, you know, is is how I have to live. I ain't doing it. Talking about going back and like living in the time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Long your life would be less. Plus, everybody wore like a suit and tie so, everywhere and a so bowler like hat. Time travel gone wrong. 
time travel gone wrong. You have no way of going back. So you gotta you gotta go somewhere. So when Cartman went back to the Civil War and he was Robert E. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like in Voyager when they go back to the uh, was it the eighties nineties? Yeah, that's who he did. <laughs> well, in Star Trek they went back to the the thirties. Remember? Yeah. And they had to let what's her name die because she was a spy for Hitler. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Or how about even better with uh, in Next Generation with when they went back in Time Zero. That was a fantastic city at, the, city at the edge of forever. And Dukat is in it. Yes. I don't know. That's it. so you're trapped. You go back in time and you're stuck. You're, you're trapped, but you so, got the knowledge okay, so of what you have, I have today. To go, I, I mean, do I have to go back? Can I get stuck forward? No. I might go no back forward. to the, I, I, just back. Damn, I go the. I, I would go the eighteen eighties. Because I would be rich. Because I could invent stuff. Mm. Hot tub time machine. <laughs> like or like in uh, frequency, when uh, he tells his buddy to buy Apple. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would go back to like a like a <laughs> more for like self knowledge, but. Like, down to either, like, a biblical time where, like, something happened or, like, when they were building the pyramids. Oh, my God, no. I want, I want confirmation you want to be that a Jewish something slave? happened with somebody, like, maybe Jesus coming back. Like, I want to see if it... You, you want to make sure that the, the pyramids aren't landing sites for... Uh... I, have you for, not seen like talks. Talks. haven't you seen those like Jesus movies they're out in the middle of the desert why would you want to live in the middle of the desert you know like dry heat you don't gotta worry about humidity <clears throat> that's just no I couldn't and I thought about that too I'm like Jesus' time that's some rough living or like some sort of like maybe <coughs> I would invent Excuse soap me, and like, shampoo like because something in Greece like some a Greek period where there was like maybe the Oracle of Delphi, I could call out on our bullshit. Maybe um, <laughs> you're just high on vapors. <laughs> you're just a Roman puppet. I played Odyssey. I know. I watched Amadeus. Speaking of time machine, I watched Amadeus. Right, it's a three-hour movie. That's what I was thinking. They totally missed out by not being able to use that that song because that song came out after the movie. There ain't no way I could live back in that time. Never. That but it's, it is amazing tech, that Amadeus created too. the music he did in that time period. Yeah. I think... That was the amazing part. Speaking of time, is the, his, the music, I mean... And I didn't know I made a TikTok with this thing, right? With mm-hmm. this music. And it was um, from the Magic Flute, which yeah. Amadeus wrote. <laughs> I heard it in the movie, and I'm like, oh my god, I did a TikTok to that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even be opposed to going, like, back further to, like, Hammurabi time. See, so, like, before we were, like, settling cities or just when we were settling cities? I would cities. still say, like, the 19... Because I, I want to know, like, how we, like, we just, like, wandered through the desert and, like, little, like, tents. And, like, I doubt we could make tents. And, like, we... Or maybe we... You could go back to the 30s and do that, too. The 1930s. You know, go to Hooverville. Like, yeah. <laughs> who, poor Hoover, who got, like, all the <laughs> named after him. I feel bad for that man. It wasn't even really his fault. Like, I don't even, I don't know, like, I don't claim to know that much about, like, presidents or anything or that, but one thing I do know is Hooverville's, I remember that specifically, so poor Hoover, in my mind, is always associated with a terrible, terrible I, little shanty towns. 
So, uh, so okay. So honestly, I would have to go back just a hundred years because there would have to be car racing still, running water, running water, movie theaters, um, you know, places like that. But because knowing now, especially like about the Indy Five Hundred and stuff, yeah, and how easy it was to be a race car driver back then. I mean, you could just get in a car and drive. Would you be betting on like, all right, I know who's going to win? That exactly, first. I would be bet. I would be a millionaire. Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like we can't we can't be changing the past because if that's the case, I'm going to go. Oh back my god! To, now we're going to get into. I'm going to go back to Hammurabi's time and be driving around in, on a on a little cart, and they're going to be like, "Oh my god, the wheel! Holy shit!" <laughs> I've always joked I would take like a a pistol with like at least a hundred bullets, you know, at least some, you know, and just like amaze the. <laughs> you know, just, just shoot the first five could, people; they're all gonna worship you. <laughs> they're gonna be like, "All right, Prime Directive." We're gonna be like, "Screw the Prime Directive." I like oh, the God. I like the Bill and Ted idea of time travel, in that you go and get people from time periods and bring them to the future to give them to give a speech. Yes, and then you and then <laughs> just so they can see how much the world has changed, in you know, Dango. I think. I think I'd go to like ancient Rome just because it's ancient yeah. Rome, and I would yeah, want to see Rome. like a chariot race or something, and you know maybe save a few people at Pompeii. Be like, hey guys, we should probably finish the uh, the Colosseum. It was finished. <laughs> so finish the Colosseum. It was finished. There's this, there's this big gap right here. Don't, you want to be Russell Crowe, don't you? In yeah, in, in, in Gladiator. Are you not, Are you not entertained? <laughs> And then you have a smirk on your face because you're like, I said it first. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they could quote that. That, you know, Russell Crowe's character is based on a real person named Chris Marquez. <laughs> Chris Mexicus. Who actually said, are you not entertained? <laughs> you could be like Stonewall Jackson. There stands Jackson. You know, there's Jackson standing like a Stonewall. Same way. I mean, I'm just saying. Exactly. Oh, uh, just on the topic of time travel, uh, Chris with a C, I have some temporal issues with Discovery Season 2, but we'll we'll talk about that at a later date. We can talk about that now because, you know, you, it's fresh I, in well, your mind. Well, I need some time to get all my notes you together because I, I have a notepad that I'm filling with. Things from oh, what's going to be a long podcast, my friend. You better buckle you, up and get a drink. Are you to season three yet? Oh, I'm done. I've watched. I've oh. watched the. I've watched the three seasons probably like four times oh. now. So what do you so think? If you want to okay. talk about an, an expert? I'm getting pretty close to it. What do you think like, of the, to the, the show? Point where I know what they're going to say. <laughs> what do you think of the, the show then of, of Star Trek Discovery? As much as I hate you every single time this happens it's so good i love it i told you the first season's a little rough um, the second the season's se- the best <clears throat> the first season as much as i'm all about like the you know i want some fun episodes in the middle i feel like the two back-to-back episodes when they go to that planet with the um those weird creatures the little dust creatures and um, first officer Saru gets a little crazy, and then the one with when Mud takes over the ship with his time yep. travel thingy. I feel like those two episodes kind of slow it down. The best but, episodes I mean, of the first I, season are I the uh, alternate pretty universe. Pretty much, 
everything about it. I mean, there's a couple things I would maybe change, but <clears throat> I wasn't too thrilled with the season with the source of the burn. But like I said in the uh, in our chat, that it's not really about the destination it's more about the journey so yeah it, you only really find out about it on the second or third last to last episode so it's not the biggest deal that it's i just wish it was a little bit of a better reason than some kid yeah it was like this big mystery and then it was kind of a cop-out i feel like they didn't know where to go so they they just put in like a stopgap i do like how they went to the future like season season two is grade a though i every single episode in season two is golden i would give it like an eight or a nine a ten out of ten they're all fantastic episodes the mystery of season two is just as powerful as the mystery of season three so did you get on this time machine thing because of the video I posted? Yeah, about, I wanted to bring up the time machine. About thing. Back to the Future and Have Had Had. Yeah. <laughs> the whole discussion about, you know, changing time. Changing, yeah. Do you change, well, you don't change time. You change the outcome of the future. Mm-hmm. You put a, a ripple in time, kind of like the butterfly effect. Did you ever yeah. see the butterfly effect? Yeah. Oh, go my to- God. That's one of my favorite movies, and people hate it. People that's a good movie. It, and I love it. That's the reason why I fell in love with the handsome Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Aston Kutcher is still pretty handsome. I love that movie. It's like it was my first real delve into what the hell is time. What? I would still like to know how this Citizen Watch ad showed up on my Facebook thing because my buddy's uh, widow gave me his watch. Oh, Which because is, you said Citizen Watch, and, it, now, and now thanks to you, me and Tim are both going to get ads. Now you get Citizen Watch, watch. you're going to get ads for Citizens, because she's like, do you want his watch? It's a Citizen. And I'm like, yeah, I would love to have his watch. That would be great. So I've got Citizen Watch on my Facebook ad for some reason. Because <laughs> I heard you talking about it. I guess, but that was like three days ago. I matter. I just said Citizen, yeah. So, yeah... We could do the whole argument again about whole time travel and how do you change the outcome of time. You don't... I've always argued that, you know, everyone's like, I'll, I'll go back and kill Hitler. No. Think of all the lives that would it would change. It would change all of it. It would change the last 70, 70 years. years. Everything you do... Everything would be completely different, which is why you probably would just create an alternate There's timeline. The, and it would just be like... I always picture Back to the Future with the board the chalkboard and he has like the line yeah and the line coming from the line but then when you go back in time and change something you don't go back to the original timeline because you messed something else up it creates a different split off of that one you never go back to the same timeline you left because it's already changed i think a good example is like one of the ending scenes of loki of just everything splitting off and that there's just tens of millions of thousand you know upon millions of different branches because you know me picking up this glass or not picking up this glass is a different branch okay so let's put a firm believer of time well time is a human construct and it is relative 
to the person, as Spock says, who is, I love Spock in Discovery. I love him. He's fantastic. What a handsome beard he's got on his face. It's fantastic. He's such a good character. But <clears throat> time is relative. 180 days for one person is the blink of an eye for another. Yes. Because think about it. Let's say, let's say I go out on a, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to go out on a date. Let's use this as an example, right? And for one reason or another, she cancels that day, right? So I go out with my buddies, and we go bowling or whatever, right? And there's a girl at the bowling alley. I meet that girl at the bowling alley, and we date, and we start dating. And next thing you know, then you're engaged, all because that one girl that you were supposed to go out with every, canceled your every canceled the date. We make every race. decision. That's right. Every 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 there's a there's a react there's a reaction to everybody's action. All I around just want to you. Point out that Spock says all this in like the last episode of season discovery. Uh, See, I don't even have to watch season, the show because so you can just tell me. Everybody can watch it. I don't have to watch it. No, you should. You have a uh, Paramount Plus. I know. <laughs> so you might as well watch it. And and Picard season one. Oh my god. Oh, I can't wait for season two. I can't wait for all of them. Lower deck season two is fantastic. Lower deck every episode is gold. Lower Deck Season 2 so is hands down the best season of Star Trek ever. It's so good. I don't know no one's saying I have best season of Star Trek ever. Calm down. 24 episodes in. Relax. No, no, no. Take it's, a lap. it's one of the best seasons of Star Trek ever. Oh, complete, completely it's off topic. fantastic. I love it. Completely it's off so topic. so funny. Completely off topic. So I took my laptop with me so I could download pictures onto my laptop, right? So I could watch porn. So, so me and Chris have the same laptop. So, mm-hmm. so um, definitely pouring up. Well, okay, <laughs> it was pre-programmed on there, yeah. So, um, but I left the the air conditioner running in my my hotel room right all the time. Yeah, and it there was so much moisture in the air, I couldn't turn my computer on, and I was crapping my shorts because I had already downloaded my pictures from the Civil War battlefield onto my computer. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my God, what is it?" And then um, I had went over to where the near where the AC was, and I could feel you know moisture like on the table. I'm like, that's what it is. So I got home last night, and the first thing I did was pull out the laptop and push the start button, and it fired right up. So just too much moisture. Just too much moisture in the air. Scared the crap out of me though. So I didn't get to watch porn. Well, the, the first thing so. you do with your <laughs> hotel, anyways, is turn it down to as far as it'll go. Yeah, exactly. Because you're not paying for the electricity. That's right. That's why I did. I did. I had a cold room. Very cold room. And it was dark as hell in there, too. Jeez. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I would if I was going to time travel. I, w- I, w- I would rather do, like, Star Trek time travel and be able to get back, you know, one way or the other. Sometimes you can't get back and you're stuck there for... Yeah, I know. Until... Until the uh, time police come and get you, you could go play. You could play Fizzbit. <laughs> or I was gonna say until they uh, like Bender's head in Roswell. Oh yeah. But you have to come back at the same time that you left. Yeah. Because then it messes up everything. Just like in Bender's necessarily, you come back after. You can't. As long as you, uh, you come back after you left. Because then you would have just been like gone for. Well, yeah, but you can't like eight. you can't like leave during the day and like come back. You can't come back during the day. You got to come back in the middle of the night when there ain't nobody around. Why not? 
You can just appear. You disappear and you reappear. You can't. So that you think that's how people just appear and maybe they're time travelers. Yeah. And they're just appearing in a time like they're in a space time continuum. How do I know you did a time travel just appear at my front door? Because I drove over here. How do I know that's not your time yeah, travel vehicle? And your time car. Yeah, my. We know your my, time. My, 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 my yes. with a skin on top of it. I know. Yes. I, I, I get my Outlander up to 88 miles an hour, and I travel through time. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. Which is funny, because Back to the Future was on last night when I got home and I was watching it. <laughs> it all makes sense. Exactly. He's, it's, we're, we're in Back to the Future right now, Tim. So whatever we do doesn't matter. I hope I just don't walk through here and go, Chris, you won't believe it. We've got to go back and change everything. It's all different now. I just sent you back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's my what's your name? Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. What kind of stupid name is that? <laughs> Look at them boots. He got Nikkei on there. I haven't seen that movie. I love those movies. They're so good. I've never actually seen the second one. The second one's a eh. The third one is so good though. I've seen the first and I've seen the third. I've probably seen the second one. I want to one. see the third one again so I can watch the little kid point at his pee-pee that he's got to go to the bathroom on the train at the end of the movie. What? Okay, so I saw this on online. So um, when they're when, when when Doc and his wife and the kids come in on in a a train, you know, to uh, back to Hill Valley from the 1800s. Yeah. So in the scene, one of the little kids in the background is pointing at his junk. Like, he's got to go to the bathroom, and you can see it in the movie. They never picked it up. And they never picked it up. Okay. Kind of like the Riddler. Did you see that TikTok? No. That I posted? I didn't look at it yet. So there's, there, there, there's a scene in the Batman movie, and they're with Two-Face, right? And in the corner of it, you can see Jim Carrey standing there waiting to come out. Like, that's where he's, you know, he's waiting to come out. He's, he's just sitting there waiting. So yeah, totally ruined. Or in Star in uh, Game of Thrones season eight, when the Starbucks cup is sitting right there, I love how much how big of a deal that Starbucks cup was. It was a huge deal. Like there was an argument over whose it was. I know, I, but it's like what else did we miss though? It's only because that season already was so bad. I liked Andy. I'm sorry, I don't know how else you're supposed to do it. I mean, I didn't mind it. I just didn't like the big battle where you couldn't see anything because it was so damn yeah. dark. Um, there's all kind of, there was another, uh, there was, there was two mess ups in that one. First of, that was the first one. Oh, in the great outdoors with John Candy and Dan Aykroyd, they, they like, they like leave, but you can see Dan Aykroyd count down cause they're supposed to react to like a bear in the, in the, in the thing. So you can see him counting down and then he's like three, two, one, ah, and then they all run out and you can see, you can see that in the movie too. Um. There's all kind of. I watch uh, Boy Meets World on uh, Disney Channel, and you can see the boom mic. Like in the last two seasons, the boom mics oh, are like, like uh, in, uh, almost every goblins. Where yes, you see the guy's hand shaking. The, yes, uh, we saw that. We saw boom mics yeah. in one of those movies too, didn't we? Yeah, in Hobgoblins, we saw the boom mic also. You can see a boom mic in Mr. Mom, the movie Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton. You can see a Remember, boom mic there. Mandalorian, you you can see the guy standing in the background like a support guy. Yes. Like in a gray polo or something. Yes. It's just you have 
you have so long to get those episodes out, and you just miss stuff. I don't. It's not a big. Deal. Yeah, but then you start picking stuff up. That hobgoblin was so obvious though, because I could see it in the theater. <laughs> it's just his hands. Like, oh my god, you can see his hands. Yeah, boom mics are notorious. You can find boom mics at a lot of different. If you're looking, I saw them all the time in Boy Meets World. I would like back it up and. For a show that was so popular for a while. Yeah. But Mr. Mom has got a very obvious boom mic, the movie Mr. Mom. Mm. So that's what we need to do. We need to do we need to do research on movie mistakes. I was gonna have two more topics, but Well what was it? Um I was gonna bring up I mean I guess we could still talk about it. We got plenty of time. Um we got forty five minutes. Um Movies that graphics didn't really stand up, and then movies that graphics did. So, like Star Wars, until he went back and kind of messed with the graphics, the the old graphics, the miniatures and graphics stood up. They did stand up. He should have never touched them until he went back and touched stuff. He should but, have retouched. All he had to do, all he should have done, was re- just touch up. But then I went back and rewatched. Uh, I mean, me and Kimberly are starting to rewatch. She's never seen them. But it's a rewatch for me, the uh, Lord of the Rings movies. And the first Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings, some of the graphics are so bad in that movie. Because they're computer animated, they never gone back. Of course, I'm not. Re- I don't want to watch the director's cut, which are four hours long. Why not? They're such great movies. Because the regular three hour movie's fine. Did they change the dialogue like they did in Star There's Wars? There's a lot of Lord of the Rings fans yeah. out there that are. Grabbing their pitchforks and stuff, ready to kill you. Just so you know, that's fine. They can come. So, Lord, what about Harry Potter? They hold up. I don't know. I don't watch any of the. I don't first, think like, I've three. ever seen director's cuts of Harry Potter. I don't I, know. What no, I meant just have they has the, has the graphics held up. I don't know. I haven't rewatched the first like three or four Harry Potters. I've only ever really rewatched like the last two or three. So I don't know about. Other than Star Wars, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for retouching Star Trek. I'm, I mean, I'm for retouching, but there's a point where like Star Wars that he went too far, and they made fun of in South Park of him trying to go wanting to go back and redo Raiders. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, but like Star Star Trek, the graphics still hold up pretty well. Like even the original mo- show and movie, I think so too. Yeah. But that's all because it's practical effects. Practical effects hold up. Well, yeah, they use models. I mean, yeah. think about it. They, just, they use little firecrackers as explosions. Yeah. I, I, I like that so much better. Um, Deep Space Nine was one of the first ones to really use computer-animated graphics. But that was because they had such huge fleet battles sometimes. Then the next generation, I always thought their graphics were cheesier than the original series. They were bec- because that was before he, the, the, he grew the beard. After Riker grew the beard, the show came to, into its own. So the beard has its magical powers. The beard of it does. graphics better. It does. It, it does. does. By season, what was it? Season two or season three? He grew the beard, and that show was just amazing. It was, it was season two. It might not have been the very first episode of season two, but it was in season two somewhere. I read a story that he came to the he came to set with the goatee after like a break. And he was like, I'm going to shave it off. Like, no, I just was wearing it for, you know, whatever. And they're like, we like it. You should keep it. And that's ever since then, the show was, you know. Did people start hating Wesley Crusher by then or? Yeah. Well, the thing, there's actually. I I never really hated Wesley. I I thought it was uh, a little annoying, but I mean, 
Everybody's a little annoying. We're not the Wesley Crushers. We're the Wesley Crushers. He didn't bother me. But also, he, I don't know, he's probably more aimed at younger the younger kids anyways because he's the kids, kid. Kids run everything. But anyway, what I was going to I don't even remember what I was going to say. There's actually a thing called in like film called growing the go, growing the beard, which is when the show comes into its own and becomes amazing because of Star Trek, the next generation. But then there's also jumping the shark from... Uh, That's from Happy Days. From Happy Days, because after he Fonzie jumped the shark in Happy Days... The show went down. The show went downhill, that's right. So that's actually a thing. In sh- in oh, it's a huge shows. thing. Jumping the shark is huge. Yeah, because it's the height of the show, but it's also the start it's, of the, it's also, the beginning. Also, that's right. So when, yeah, when a show starts... The beginning of the end. Yeah, like if they had... A, if any show, like the Brady Bunch, when they added Cousin Oliver, they just mm-hmm. when they jumped a shark. Mm-hmm. Anytime they add a kid, anytime they add a little kid to a TV show, they've jumped the shark because the kids aren't... The kids that were on the show are grown up and they aren't cute anymore. Yeah. And you can go, that's Growing Pains, that's uh, Who's the Boss, that's um, The Cosby Show. Yep. All of them. When they did, all jumped uh, the shark. When did Big Bang jump the shark? I don't think it ever did. I think it did. I, I don't think, think it ever, I think because it ended, it ended perfectly. Not. Yeah. It ended perfectly because he wins the Nobel Prize, right? So how does they end the show? They're back on the couch just living their normal lives. I thought the show got bad. I, I started mm-hmm. hating the show. I liked when it was just like random episodes. Yeah. Really, it was, it was, I honestly. Like when they all were dating yeah. each other. It, I, I did enjoy it more when they just had Penny. Yeah. I didn't yeah. mind Bernadette. Yeah. And but I didn't mind. You have to grow the show. You just can't run the same joke of Raj can't talk to women and Leonard's in love with Penny. It only goes for so long. So then you but start have to add you have to start adding in that, that love got, interest thing. It hit a point for me because I was a nerd in high that show was I was, I was in high school. That show was me in Don't high school. Don't be making fun of that show's my favorite TV show. No, I like the show. But it became a point where it was not not like smart humor. It was, ha ha, look at these nerds. I've really felt like it hit that point where it was just making fun of the nerds. Well, I mean, that's about... There, there was only, Like I said, there was only, there's only so much you can do. I know. You the, know what I mean? One of their best but jokes I don't, is the Flash I, joke. When they're all the Flash. When they're all the Flash. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think... I don't think that... Of all the shows... And everybody talks about... Great shows in the end, shitty. Friends, they always said that. Seinfeld was like that. Seinfeld ended horribly. Right, but as far as this ending, that's what I said. I don't think it ever jumped the shark because um, I, I like the way they incorporated when uh, the woman who played Howard's mom passed away in real life. I loved how they incorporated I loved that. how they put that into the TV show. And they always had a... They, you never saw what she looked like until she passed no, away. They had and a, they put a picture. Put a picture on the refrigerator. Yep. Yes. I just I like the I like the way it ended. I thought it ended smart. Um, I've still never seen the last season. Oh my gosh, the whole the last but it's season. It's on HBO, isn't it? Yes. So I'll the, whole, the last season is really good. And the, like I said, the way they ended it was, you know, everybody knows. Yeah, Sheldon wins the Nobel Peace Prize. Well, Sheldon and 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 uh, Amy win, win the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm-hmm. But instead of them being, you know, instead of everybody splitting off and going here and there, and they where do they are? They're back in the apartment. And they're eating together. And just like their lives never changed. Yeah, he won the Nobel Peace Prize. And he wears the, the thing, but his life hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. He's still he's still Sheldon. And you had those bits between Sheldon and Penny. And one of them, there, there are two different things that I loved about the, their relationship. One was when um, she got him letter Nemo's autograph as a Christmas gift. 
and he didn't know how to react so because he went to Bath and Body Works and bought uh, a basket of stuff, mm-hmm. and so he bought he like bought like twenty different baskets of different value because he wasn't sure what he was going to get yeah. what, what she was going to get him. So he, she gets him the, the Leonard Nimoy autograph. Um, so he starts oh coming. God. He starts coming Marry out with. Her. He starts coming out with every basket he bought yeah. at Bath and Body Works. <laughs> then he gives her a hug, because he doesn't hug people. What was it? He got the DNA of Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, he got the DNA. Yeah, because it was on a napkin, and she yeah. says, "I'm sorry, the napkin's dirty." He wiped his mouth on us, and he's like, "I I own the DNA of Leonard Nimoy." And then, then there's Rest another. Rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. There's a yeah. there's a, there's another episode where Penny quits her job at the Cheesecake Factory mm-hmm. to become an actress. She's going to focus solely on that, and they're in the car together, going somewhere. She, like uh, she's going to drop some uh, shots off, and Sheldon goes with her, and she asks him, "Do you think I made the wrong decision in quitting my job to become an actress?" And with all sincerity, he says. No, not at all. She says, because we're dreamers. And I, I thought that was touching because he always made fun of everything she ever did. Yeah. And, but, but for him to say that, you know, he, you know, he was a dreamer. He wanted to win the Nobel Prize. That was his dream. And she wanted to be an actress. And he's like, no, you're not wrong. They're wrong because we're dreamers. They don't get us. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of a poignant part of the series in their little, little relationship of love, hate, 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 love, love, love. And... Um, Penny, <laughs> what a great show! I love that show so much. I might, I actually kind of want to restart, rewatch it. I watch it every once in a while. Still, it's in the background. That's my background show. That's future because I've for me. seen them like all of. I've seen every single episode more than once. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tim, I rewatch Futurama at least like once or twice a year, just because it's my Futurama background show. has a fantastic uh, series finale. Like yeah, the real series finale, the one at the I've, very end. I've never cried for a cartoon except for Futurama. Futurama made me cry yeah, really, so many it's really times. Good ending. The dog episode where he, you know, his oh, I, Jurassic Park. Every single time I come across it. Um, the the last episode, of course, made me cry. Um, when Bender was a baby, and he's trying to figure out like why he's, you know, he has a malfunction where he can actually die. He doesn't oh, develop yeah. into a new body. I tear up on that. Episode. I know the song from that. Chickadee, 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 fly through my window, chickadee, this episode anyway, was all over the place. I know. <laughs> Anyways, I got a... Not to like just end it, but we're coming up on time. Um, I got a shower thought. <gasps> Thank God. I know, right? T- Mikey's been slacking. Somewhere in the universe, some photons of a light you released from a flashlight as a kid is still traveling. <laughs> wow. Do we want another one? Yeah. Light travels forever. That's not a shower thought. That's a galactic. Being an truth. adult is knowing why there is a good set of scissors and the scissors you can set you can use to cut things. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Is this our internet? 
Do you want me to take us out? Can I take us out? You can take us out. You yeah, want me you to take, take us out? Okay, because <laughs> I want to be as bad as Chris. Let's see if I can be as bad as Chris. So, you can listen to us on Spotify, uh, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and uh, YouTube, and now Amazon Prime. Amazon Pot Prime Podcast. Yeah, Amazon something. Prime Podcast or something like that. And you can find all of your nerdling things of Civil War time travel uh, into the Big Bang Theory Futurama Star Trek. And then you'd never have to ask who's your nerds are. Not as bad as me, but pretty bad <laughs> still. Who's your nerds?